0: Hello, and welcome to this week's edition of Running On Tap. I'm Kyle. I'm Jacqueline. Jacqueline, what are we drinking today?
1: We are drinking a couple Blue Jacket brews.
0: Indeed we are.
1: If you are a frequent listener. You know you that know. we
0: drink from there all the time. <laughs> a
1: lot of Blue Jacket I was thinking
0: here. like uh, right before we started this, well, maybe like an hour or so before we started this, I was like thinking to myself, you know, we keep drinking from Blue Jacket here, and so we should tell people. Not only is it, the beer is all really, really good, but also, like we order for the food from there a lot too. So they have great food. We just we just end up ordering from there quite a bit, and uh, don't begrudge us for repeating ourselves in this time of Corona when we're not going to the store and you know milling about looking for exactly. different beers.
1: Exactly. I think this is the first time I'm drinking this particular beer right. on the podcast. So it is called the Jam. It is. I was talking about this earlier. It is hands down my favorite Blue Jacket beer. They had cans of it at the very beginning of when stuff started shutting down and we didn't get them fast enough and they haven't had it in cans for months so I was super excited to see this back it is a Berliner Weiss with strawberries and vanilla which contains lactose now that I'm paying more attention to my beer I seem to like a lot of beers you like a creamy beer with lactose Uh, it is just like a hint of sour tastes like strawberry Jam, <laughs> mm. uh, but it, it doesn't taste like fresh strawberries. It tastes like strawberry jam, like very vanilla-y, but just has like that sort of tang at the end. I absolutely love this beer. It's a very pretty color, like it's it's pretty. It's like a, it's pretty it's, hazy. It's
0: hazy and like
1: it's sort of like a peachy. It definitely has like a strawberry color for, for
0: a beer that has like a straight up str- maybe and maybe my maybe my view on this is just clouded by the amount of like purple beers you've been drinking recently but uh, it's it's a it's almost like it's much very lighter amber like yeah it is it looks very much you would not be able to tell that that was like a you i look at that and i think that it's like a ipa or something like that yeah not a um a Berliner or a, a strawberry berliner wise
1: uh i think that's right but it, i feel like it has sort of like a
0: blush Huge. yeah it's like it's like a rose you can tell it's
1: like yeah, that's a great way to put it. It is like a rose gold, but I mean, I could just go on and on about this beer. It is like very creamy and all, like a strawberry jam milkshake with just like a hint of it is not I love the sours that sort of like make your saliva glands ache, like the really mouth puckering ones. This is not that by any means, but it is so good. I could drink many many of them it's like it's not something you only want to have one of it is just delicious
0: that's awesome uh i am also drinking what are you
1: drinking sorry caught me mid-sip
0: it's okay Uh, i was your your (laughs) sip came amid my sip uh so i am i too am drinking a uh blue jacket beer this is the open window double uh ipa
1: i love the can
0: so that's uh the can is like Probably seventy-five percent of the reason why I chose this beer. I'm kind of just drinking my way around the the, the IPAs and double IPAs at Blue Jacket You've right tried now. A lot of them. I've, now. I've, I think I've almost hit all of them, at least the ones that they have currently. So this, it's called Open Window, and the label on the can is a, uh, I think a Frenchie, a French Bulldog, right? It's a pup. French Bulldog pup uh, who is. Uh, hanging his head out the window of a car that so is driving, it looks like, looking like a, on a beach or something like that. It's just like a happy pup who's yeah. who's uh, out for a ride. And uh, so this beer is is, I'm, is another beer that I'm trying for the first time on the podcast. Uh, it is a it's got it's it's made with uh, mosaic and citra hops, and so it's it's got the like citrusy orangeness of like the citra hops, but like it's still it, this uh, takes tastes way more like an IPA than hmm. the other ones that I've had recently. Do you want to try it?
1: Yeah. Can I just have a sip over here? Yeah.
0: So this is a lot of Blue Jackets, Double IPAs and IPAs have been a really like citrusy, like citrus forward, kind of t- look like orange juice and almost taste like it a little bit. This is a little more on the uh, IPA side for me uh yep and there's there's the face it's got a little bit more pininess to it than the other ones do you
1: know a weird thing you know how they say with like beer and wine like any whatever you smell or taste just say it and it can't be wrong because you smell or taste it there are like a lot of ipas to me that have off notes that smell sort of like a dirty litter box just (laughs) like i I know it's (laughs) like a super weird and specific thing and like like i get like the pine it's very citrusy but like it, this is not the first IPA that I've sniffed. I've been like, it has like a weird, like, litter box tinge. Sure. I'm sure you don't get that. I since don't. You enjoy I it. don't. Uh,
0: no, no, no litter box to me. It, like, so what a, a lot of the beers that I've been drinking recently have been very citrusy, citrus forward mm-hmm. IPAs um, that don't really have a lot of that traditional pale ale IPA uh, pininess and like maltiness. Uh, you get a little bit more maltiness on this one, I feel like. Uh, but it is it 's another very beautiful looking beer it just is it looks like pineapple juice really like it does like it's it 's just like it's 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 hazy but it 's not like I can still see into the glass a little bit, which is more than I can say for some beers i 've had recently. Uh, but I'm really, I really enjoy it. I think it's really good. It's also because it's a double IPA. This is eight percent. So um, see,
1: minus three. Yeah, minus three.
0: We reverse, reverse roles from the last podcast. Three
1: point seven, which I think is lovely because then you and I can go beer for beer, and I will not be on the floor. There you go. <laughs> and
0: I will be like a dog with my head out the window, like the, on like this cam. Uh, but yeah, it's really good. Blue Jacket just makes such great stuff. They and, really do. Uh, like, it, it's been. Uh, a joy to drink around their menu during this time of beer delivery and everything else. That has
1: definitely been a, a bonus. You know, we
0: We loved we, going there before. Right, we would
1: go there and drink their beer, but like it never really occurred to me to get, it, it just wasn't a thing I did to get beer to go from local breweries. Yeah, some, after
0: you have you know, we would go there for dinner and have three or four beers. Uh, after you have three or four beers and you're very full from their great food, you don't really feel like it's not, it's not like when we go to a place on a, when we're driving around in a road trip or we're out out, uh, on a trip and we're like, we're not going to be at this brewery again, so we need to get something to bring home. We are like, oh, we're always a mile away from Blue Jacket, so there's no reason to buy any cans. And like that always just ended up with us kind of drinking the same beers there over and over again. 'Cause we knew what we liked, but now we get to try and sample a lot more different, different and stuff. And I feel
1: like you know, apart from Sequench, which we have to like get at the grocery store, right. but I, I could really see this being a change that sticks in terms of our drinking. Like, why why would I go to the supermarket and like shop for some, right. you know, mass produced thing when I can like help support this business I exactly. love that makes fantastic beer? Like, I hope that us and I, I think other people are doing it too, but I, I really do hope that people continue to sort of drink local yeah, more.
0: Absolutely. It's been really, really uh great and super handy for us. Um and there's plethora of places to choose from in our city that is yeah I
1: always I mean you when you think of like great craft brewing states, you think of Colorado, you think of Michigan, like I knew like we had Blue Jacket and I loved Right Proper but I never thought of D C as being like having like a great brewery scene, but like We've gotten cider from right. Ancho, Red Bear.
0: There is not like it, th- there. There are a handful. Of, there's not a lot of quantity here, but there's a lot of quality. Yeah. Like the there's only I could only probably think of five or six different breweries inside the city proper,
1: which is a very small, small city. space, yeah. Like that's incredible so it's, it's f- five
0: or six in here. Like I'm sure Denver has like many more and like, all, you know, other places on the country have many more. We have, we have a bunch in the suburbs too in Virginia. We've, we've
1: had great experiences but, like, yeah. with port city. Right. This time, like, so we, we have,
0: it's definitely a hotbed.
1: We have tried a lot of different places and really had good beer from a lot of them.
0: Absolutely. Uh, so yeah, we're, we're very blessed. Mm-hmm. Um, Jacqueline, how did your, how did your week go?
1: my week was good i i felt sort of tired yeah midweek a- end of week i was uh i was dragging a little but i i'm continuing to make my way through michigan uh in this virtual lighthouse challenge put on by rf events so i am Where did i time say time limited i'm in charlevoix time yeah the, time limited on your the phone website as you try to track, is yeah. not coming up <laughs> Uh, I think I'm in Charlevoix. Yes. Charlevoix South Pier. Yeah,
0: you're very close to the halfway point already.
1: I am, which I guess we're like almost halfway through the month. Yep. This ends, it goes from June 1st to July 4th. Um, You're right on track. So I'm, I'm right on track, feeling good. And it really, I talked about this a little last week, but like it really is so nice. Like when I'm out on a run, I'm like, oh, like I'm hot. And I'm like, okay, but like if you stop to walk for a little bit... You'll get more time right. towards this. So w- when it is it has been really hot and humid. And so as it has been It has been really this week has been This week has been a little better, but
0: Well the, the yeah the second half this week has been better. Yeah. The first half this week, so oh.
1: but when it's really hot and humid, it's like a nice reminder to like take all the pressure off about speed because the longer I'm out there, the further I go, basically. Right. right. So that's been lovely. Um the day before my long run, I did a pretty hard yoga class. It was a Ricky Martin yoga class on Peloton. It
0: wasn't called Living the Vita Yoga, it but it should been. have been
1: a uh, huge missed opportunity. Um, but it was really hard, and like my hips were sore, mm. so I like really didn't want to run yesterday. So I did a run walk on Peloton. There you go. And he was the instructor was like, you know, this is a great way to like get back into running or get into running or like it's great anytime. And I'm like, you know, I'm i'm mo- still moving right doing some intervals my heart rate never got too high i felt fresh for today and then my long run i went seven miles today and it was great i just took it easy enjoyed the sunshine it was wonderful it's a
0: wonderful day for yeah. it so that's that's great yeah uh
1: how'd your run go uh
0: how'd your week go? my week went well um you know you mentioned that this is definitely this way this week has been a tale of two different halves of the mm-hmm. week. The first half of the week was stifling hot and very, um, not a lot of fun to run in. Uh, yeah. The second half of the week has been much nicer.
1: Gorgeous.
0: The humidity has been lower, essentially. like, that's, like it's, it's not even about temperature. The humidity has been lower, so the runs have been easier. Uh, I had, like I, I went out for a run on Saturday did six miles and breezed like it felt great uh i went for my long run today was 13 miles i'm starting to realize that like at about mile 12 my heart rate spikes and my Hmm. my head starts swimming and like that i think 12 miles might be like the distance for the rest of the summer like even just that like that last mile felt like i'm like ah like I, i i'm pushing it here so i think that like Twelve miles might be a good amount for me for the rest of the summer while it's warm. But I went, I ran down an area where I have not uh, run before. I went uh, south on the Mount Vernon Trail about down by uh, Reagan National Airport, and um,
1: that part right by the airport and that trail can get hot too. Yeah, in so the sun. so
0: there's there's definitely like it was a portion, like a good portion of it would be, and I did a straight up out and back so it was um like you get to run through all those areas twice uh there was an area uh it's called gravelly point here in washington um that is right by the airport and it is wide open um and there's no tree cover so there was probably about a mile there where it's just out in the Mm -hmm. sun but like for the most part a lot of a lot of shade a lot of cover uh, it wasn't a lot of coverage uh, it wasn't really there were some hills but not too hilly Mm -hmm. so it was a really nice run and it was i I get this really nice feeling of like oh like i'm out in a place where i haven't been before and i'm like i was running back um back north along the river into the city and it's like a view of dc that i'm not really used to uh it was um you know I, i told you it's a really it was really disheartening to turn around at you know six and a half miles into my run and then see just like the capital is just like this little pinprick in the horizon and I'm like oh god I am so far away but it was really nice um I uh I, I, I think like after I got back over the bridge uh over the river and into the city that last mile was really tough and I considering going forward limiting myself to maybe 12 miles I think that's that's better um to not put myself in any sort of you, know, you don't, it, It's not a cool feeling when your head starts swimming and you're like, yeah. I need to stop looking around because every time I look around, it's like, whoa. Uh, but overall, it was pretty good. I went 39 miles this week. So I am keeping ahead of my pace for the Tennessee, That's uh, great. T- Tennessee virtual run. And uh, yeah, all, all things are good for the most part, like feeling healthy, feeling good.
1: I had sort of a similar thought out on my long run today that like, it was I don't know I haven't I ran I did the 5k last weekend and like I ran five miles a week before that before that so like it's been a few weeks since I've like gone far at all I was like it's really cool that like I can just go out and run seven miles right like this was a distance that like was not always accessible to me and it's just like a really cool thing that I can just be like oh I'm gonna I'm gonna go run seven miles today but I I also was like this, I think this is, like, a good distance for me to, like, aim for a long run for the summer. I, I was thinking, I mean, we, we've talked a lot about sort of, like, figuring out which distances work right. for you. And, like, I was like, I like, like, doing one or two speed sessions during the week and running, like, six or seven miles on the weekends. Right. And I'm like, that would probably be good for, like, 5Ks, 10Ks to train for. Like, right. this is... This is sort of my happy place. So I I think I'll keep my long run around there for the summer as well. Yeah,
0: it's just tough. Like, this is a period where in the pre-corona times, my plan was to spend a lot of, like, starting in, like, around now, mid-June, and spend mid-June, July, and August, and probably first half of September, uh, focusing on Orange Theory. Yeah. And spending a lot more time working out indoors because uh, I, I don't have a marathon that I was planning to train for and i'm not training for one now uh i you know just figured might as well um avoid the summer heat is just such a it's such a mess here and like it messes with your distance um you know 20 miles in this is not really i'm not even going to contemplate it no uh so it is uh i like my run today my last mile reminded me why i was thinking that because it's very much um even when on a day like today, where the humidity is only around 45 percent, something like that, and the temperature is just around 80, like that's a really great day for sitting outside and and right. hanging out and not doing much. But once you get, you know, in even the first eight miles, it was fine. But like that last that last five, it's like oh, it's starting to get pretty hot. So yeah. it is um you know it's it, the summer is not a t- it's not a time. You know, it's for many other people who I imagine live in more northern locales. It's a good time to push your distance mm-hmm. into whatever. For, but here in uh, in the swamp, it is it is a time to re- you know reel it back a little bit and um, maybe focus on on other things.
1: I ran with my hand water bottle today, mm-hmm. which is just a twelve ounce. Uh, I think it's a Nathan brand, but I love it. It's like super easy, super light. I like forget that I'm holding it because uh, I hate running with my hydration pack it like always tears my back up i get like really i I had a smaller one that like didn't do this but like the smaller the like liter and a half just wasn't enough for Mm -hmm. like summer marathon training runs so i got the two liter one which i love for hiking but for runs it's just difficult so i went out with like just my hand thing today and i killed it like a mile from home like i could not that was a good because i i've never like Finish it and wanted more before, so that was like a good lesson to be like, this is it's probably a, this is like amount, yeah. the max I can go without taking yeah. more water. That's kind of
0: the same way I was with with my long run. Uh, I have, I'm sure there's just a little bit of water left right now in my hydration pack, but like uh, I used to, and I haven't because I'm not just walking into CVS before a run like I like I was last summer, but right. like my how my all all my long runs went in the summer and in marathon training is like i would get a a gatorade that i would start off with and drink that for the first half of my run or however first usually about eight miles in i'd be done with it and then i would switch to water after that uh so i've tried to like i have to focus on like conserving water uh so 13 miles is usually just about enough water to to get me through uh but it's it's all, all in all like doing pretty well i am uh With my Tennessee race, I am now. um, Let's see, this is not accurate. There we go. Uh, I am nearly uh, at three hundred and seventy-six kilometers, and so I have it's a a thousand-kilometer race. Okay. Uh, So uh, according to the map, I am past Pulaski, Tennessee,
1: Hmm. which
0: you know if you're a really Pulaski is right between is you know on. U.S. sixty four between Lawrenceburg and Fayetteville for our dedicated Southern Tennessee listenership. Uh, So, but I'm about a third, a little over uh, a third of the way through. Um,
1: You're crushing it.
0: Well, I am. I I have. I'm doing okay. I'm doing okay. The uh, I did some more math today. I need to average four point eight nine miles a day for the rest of the race, which ends uh, on August thirty first. So. But I'm at, you know, that's around 34 miles a week, I think. Sure. Something like that. Uh, I did that math earlier and I have forgotten. But I, yeah, it's about a little over 34 miles a week. And I am doing more than that right now, aside from on um, down weeks. So I'm ahead of, I'm ahead of pace. I think I'm going to do all right. Yeah. But it's been, uh, this is one of those times where we talked about like, I used to ride my bike uh consistently to work and stuff like that and I sometimes I'm like, you know, it would be really nice to like ride my bike and have like create my own wind on days when there's Seriously. not a lot of wind and like to like cool off a little bit and those miles don't count towards this. So I have not uh so I'm looking forward to when this is over in 2 months uh hopping back on the bike and maybe mixing in some of those workouts instead of just running all the time and walking. For sure. Uh we were talking about a potential our initial our initial plan for this podcast when we uh, when we were
1: we do plan these things out we do we, guys. Pl- we, we do put plan a lot these, of work into well
0: these. yes yes but well, we, we used to be like okay we'll like talk about our weeks talk about the races we run and then we'll talk about like an yeah. aspect of running and today uh, we both kind of were talking about after our long runs what lessons running has taught us and uh, what we've you know over time. Uh, have learned from our adventures in this uh, in this sport so Jacqueline what lessons would you say you have been taught by your uh, your running experience
1: yeah I think one of the biggest ones is to like create I guess to like break up a goal into like shorter goals and then like stick to it like I am definitely someone who's guilty of like kind of seeing the end point but then failing along the way there Uh, and I think you are yeah no
0: I love I love a big unattainable goal
1: and the fact of the matter is like when I set out to do I mean running in general has taught me a lot about prioritizing me time and saying you know this is like this time on my run is like a meeting with myself like even if it's hard to fit in like it's important to you know if if I'm my best me I'm going to be my best me at work and my best me in my relationships and, and all that kinds of stuff so taught me a lot about that but i feel like the marathon especially like was just so humbling Mm -hmm. like the whole experience start to finish um was just sort of a mental battle and like when i set off to do it running 26.2 miles was like this big impossible goal but you know i think i think my first long run was like six or seven miles like well i I can run six miles right? right and then By the middle of it, I'm like, oh, my run next week is, like, 16 miles. Well, like, I ran ran 14 last week. So, like, this is – so I think that's just, like, a good way to approach problems. And, like, I mean, it's obviously hard when you're, like, thinking about big stuff to be, like, let's take a step back and, like, break it up. But I think it's a worthwhile worthwhile lesson. And, like, I just feel – I don't know. I think I still am, like, kind of a sensitive person. I cry a lot. Just – You know. In general. About everything. But I do think running has, like, made me a little bit tougher because, like, you know, I'm, like, out there and I'm tired, but, like, I gotta finish and, like, I'm sweaty and, like, I feel, like, gritty and kind of like a badass and my first week of marathon training i took like a pretty bad spill on the way yeah to work. that's
0: right i had forgotten about that <laughs> oh, i haven't oh uh, it, uh,
1: it, it was literally dear
0: listener it was quite the spill. It was
1: terrible um so i think i was running tuesday wednesday thursday saturday was my schedule so mm-hmm. it was that thursday so it was literally my third run of marathon training And I was running through, like, a cobblestone part of the city where it wasn't even downhill. Yep. I just caught my toe and, like, totally ate it. On the
0: way into work, I was
1: running into work. So I literally, like, got into my job, like, grabbed my bag, went to CVS, bought some Band-Aids, like, took a shower and cleaned myself up. And then was like, oh, like, I, like, totally went down on my run today. But it it, like... It didn't occur to me to like stop. Like there was nowhere to go, right? But like what are you gonna do? It's I, I feel like that's a good example. Like it's made me really self reliant. Like sure. I couldn't. You weren't gonna come help me. It just like wasn't right. practical. So it's like okay, like this has sucked, but I need to like just get up and keep running and then <sighs> deal with it when I get there. Uh, with some which,
0: gnarly gnarly yeah, scrapes. And I stuff. like yeah. my
1: knee was quite bad. And both my hands were pretty torn up. Yeah, I think you had some
0: gravel in your hands. Yeah, yeah,
1: it was unpleasant. I'm sure walking into work that day, there was like I was bleeding through my tank top and just covered
0: in dirt. Two months into the into that job, too. Like it was not. It's not like you were a veteran at, at where you were working uh <laughs>
1: but but no I, I think that is like a good, and that's not the first fall in, fall I've taken right it is the worst it wasn't uh, but yeah, it was... I've taken one one on side one other so two total on sidewalks and two on trails yep,
0: the trails
1: uh, and I mean, really, like there's no metaphor here, right like you fall and you have to get back up yep. like running takes out the metaphor like literally <laughs> you, fell. you fall and you get back up um but it it was like. There were a lot of moments in the marathon where I was like, "Okay, like I am, you know, I have my mom cheering for me, and like you're there, but like you know, a lot of times in tra- like training and the race, like you're like okay, solitary activity, right? Like I am really, I got to get from point A to point B, and like no one is going to help me do it. Like right. I need to be totally self reliant, yeah. which is which I think is a really good lesson.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. I think that what you're getting at there is something that like I. I have one hundred percent taken away from, and then and the the marathon, the first marathon training. Actually, like that first summer that I've like really started running in twenty sixteen, is mental toughness. Like that that mental toughness, and like what you are talking about with self reliance, uh, motivating myself to keep going, Mm -hmm. or um, and then like having the moments where you are like, this sucks, but I can do this, and Mm -hmm. like that feeling like. So much of running before for me was always like, this sucks and I'm done. This sucks and I hate it. And so when I but when you really commit to it and you put yourself in these situations where like, like today if I got tired at you know, six and a half miles into my run, I was far away. Yeah. Like, and like so it, it was uh, you know it was very much like okay oh, oh well time to just turn around and run back and like I wasn't I wasn't feeling that bad but like there were moments on my run today where my heart rate I look down at my heart rate I usually like to run around like keeping my heart rate below 157 beats per minute below that is like a really good comfortable running level for me and there were times today where i'd look up and it was in the 160s high 160s but i was like okay like i don't actually like my heart rate is high but i don't actually feel bad mm-hmm. so like i'm good like i don't need to dial back i don't like i'm, I'm okay and like uh that's something that at you know before if my heart rate was that high i'd be like "Ooh, like uh, this sucks and i'm done like i don't like doing this so uh yeah like it's been like running is such a like you said very introspective Mm -hmm. solitary sport and as someone who has always liked to work out by themselves like i never really liked like i had buddies who liked going to the gym like together and they'd work out together i didn't i was not one of those people you don't say i know running just,
1: with him is super pleasant
0: i i just i just retreat into myself and uh, it's like it's it's
1: he just goes into like self-loathing but it mm-hmm. radiates out as like all loathing yeah super fun yeah no we I'm, don't run together much i'm
0: not much of a fun person <laughs> to run with uh or I work get, out with but i get
1: chatty and it becomes very difficult when you are just like I hate in, everything. In yeah
0: <laughs> in the zone is what i'm gonna go with uh but yeah like that that mental toughness has really taught me a lot outside of running. Uh, in work, I I realized that like I can work harder, and like I know what working harder looks like mm-hmm. now because I like. And don't get me wrong, I knew what working hard looked like. I just didn't like doing it, and like and, and and like I didn't like, you know, that feeling of exerting yourself and not really knowing what you're going to get out of it is like scary. But like, uh, I've. I ran After we run a marathon, it's like, oh, this is like what... Exerting yourself can look like success. Mm -hmm. And teaching yourself how to do that uh, has been like the biggest thing for running for me is just learning how to translate all that effort into, you know, persistence. Because if you, you know, a lot of times if you just, if you give up, like, it's usually for me... When you're when you're at a point in a in a long run or a, you know even like a five mile run or whatever like a mid distance run, and you are like, this is way too hot. This sucks so much. I'm in pain. I want to get done. The option is like stopping and walking the rest of the way home, and that's going to take you longer to get home than exactly. just running will. Yeah. So I uh, you know you just run through it, and uh, it has like it's it's such a it's a very it's like the one thing in my life like has taught me uh beyond like you know beyond like severe emotional trauma when you're a child or something <laughs> like that right but like uh like it, it's taught me how like as an adult how to translate persistence mm-hmm. into um the, like you know that that will lead to success and it has benefited so many different parts of my life
1: yeah i mean i'm like i feel like i'm getting kind of emotional like thinking back about like running and like It's just like brought me so many places and like really taught, like brought so many different people into my life and like taught me so much. And it's like crazy. I mean, I started running in 2013, so like not even 10 years. And like, what did I do before this? It's just crazy to think about. And I think, you know, as I talk about like, there are times when like you're all by yourself and like you have to rely on yourself. And a lot of running is that. But I think about when we did Ragnar together Mm -hmm. and I mean, talk about like conquering fears. I was a wreck. Like I was just so nervous. I'd never like been in nature by myself and I had to go like run in nature by myself. And I was so scared. And like it was early on in our relationship and I like relied on you so much to like help me get through it emotionally. Not
0: when you, yeah, emotionally. Not when you were running, I was, uh, I was... I was not there. Uh, right, that, like, that right. Was, no, no, no. I, I was I was running this alone, was, but you were still. You were very much like on the in the self-reliance uh, in the yes. actual act of running at that point.
1: But like, I mean, I couldn't keep down food.
0: Right. No, we you like were, you were. An we ran rack, like yeah. 15
1: miles over 24 hours in like this relay that goes like all through the night through the woods, and I was just freaking out. And like, I feel I feel like running really did like bring us together not that we like met over running but like i feel like core like like running things we did did like bring us together absolutely two of my best friends now like run and it's like a huge bonding point like i just i don't know i just love it
0: it's a it's a huge part of like i mean it's a huge part of our lives it's a huge part of our relationship um and like uh, some of our key relationships with other people in our lives too Mm -hmm. uh another thing you you talked about a little bit with like biting you know getting a huge challenge into bite-sized chunks i never really realized how important metrics and benchmarks were to me yes uh we've talked about our love of metrics before uh we'll probably talk about it again but like the idea of having like my first half marathon training uh i had a schedule And I had, it just told me what I was going to run every day and I could, I crossed it out and I could just watch those, all that crossing out, like proceed down the page and whatever. And I got done with my first half marathon training and was like, that was great. I want to do more of that. Not necessarily like the effort of training, but like, it was, it was great having Hal Higdon, shout out to Hal Higdon. Map out for me what my next uh yes. that was like two and a half months, three months something like that of uh here 's what three months of working out looks like yeah and um it was it taught me so much about how i can how I need to set an intention in an intention I should say uh and like that's how I proceed toward success because. I used to work out and just would wander into the gym and not really know what i was going to do that day and like kind of just wing it and figure it out as i went and like that would ultimately lead to like two months of working out and then falling out of the habit right so if i had like i had a plan i had a goal i had measurables like uh and i've been able to take that to different parts of my life too where it's like okay like we're saving money I need like, let's put this much away. And then in this much time we'll have this much. And then in that much time we'll have that much yep. or whatever. And like that it's been, mo- that's like, that's motivating for me to like save money for the first time in my life. <laughs> and uh, Like at work to be like, okay, like if I, if I am doing these things here, that's gonna put me in that position in, in two months and like whatever. And like, it's, uh, it just like the importance of that, it's just finding out what works for you. And mm-hmm. I would not have really had that if not for running i would still been like well at the the place where i lived at the time had a a gym i'm like i'd wander into that gym and i would just kind of do some stuff and i would be done and i'd go back and watch tv in my apartment and like that would not you know that would not help me at all
1: yeah i mean you talk about like your first like half marathon training cycle i feel like that was like really like pivotal for me too because it's like I do think, I mean, I I ran track, but I was, like, a sprinter who was, like, very slow. I always hated running. Like, when I told my mother I was going to run a half marathon, I think she thought I was nuts. <laughs> and there was, like, definitely a piece of me waiting for the start line that day that was, like, I'm going to die doing this. Like, there is, humans are not made to run 13 miles. And I almost feel, like, training for the half marathon and running the half marathon was, like, more in terms of, like, lessons learned and being, like, emotionally transformative like I feel even more so than the marathon like my first half was like really like an emotional roller coaster yeah. to go through I I finished and my mom it was a smaller race my mom was like waiting right there I hugged her and I was like hysterical <laughs> she was like are you okay and I was like I can't it was just like this right indescribable and like it's really cool to be like I it's not like winning the lottery, right? Like I worked for the, I worked I did, for I every this, step of yeah. this and got myself here, yeah. And it was just like such a cool feeling. I just think a half marathon distance, cause, like, it's way more accessible to a lot of people, both like fitness wise and like time wise. It just it doesn't take over your entire life to train for it, right? And it's like it's a far enough distance that like I do think it's a transformative experience yeah. to do.
0: No. Uh... <laughs> That's funny. We had the exact opposite, uh, like race days uh, and experiences of our first half marathon. My first half marathon, um, my father was in town. Uh, I went to Michigan State University, and the Big Ten championship basketball tournament was being held in Washington that year. So I had been at basketball games the night before. Uh, we. Had been through um, some relationship troubles and had actually broken up for a few months, and I had trained while we were broken up. But that weekend, we were starting the process of getting back together. Yeah. So that was on my mind, and then uh, the day of the race, I woke up, and the plan was like, "Oh, I'll take the bus down to the I'll take the bus down to the uh, to the start line because it's right, it's just right straight shot down this street." Uh, and then I realized After being on the bus for about two stops That the reason there was a big I'm like why is there this traffic jam Traffic jam was because the race route went through there and the, and the road was closed And I wouldn't be able to take the bus So I had to get off the bus, run to the metro Hop on the metro, get down there And I think I made it to the start line With like 15 minutes to spare Jeez. Like I think I like basically just walked up And like they were like about to shut down Gear check and everything Like I got up there and it was like okay that's in there game face on let's go just
1: like your first marathon pretty much we were very late to that
0: yeah I was late to that uh,
1: someone was having bathroom troubles the, the race. it was me yes
0: uh, so and then after the race I got done and I was like thrilled with myself I, I like had beaten the time I set out for I was really happy but we were going to the Big Ten Championship Tournament so like my dad was basically like congratulations you did great let's get on the metro I, we, we went back to my apartment showered changed, went back to the game and then we ended up getting back together that night so we it did. was all it was all great it's but a it was great just day. there was i that, cheered you on you did that day was just a uh there was not a lot of time to like have that like solitary like but ha- well, not set, set in for me until a couple days afterwards that it was like all that work you put in paid off but uh seeing that in retrospect like even at that time you know, to bring it back to what we were talking about, not just reminiscing, uh, like knowing that like putting in 12 weeks of work to, you know, paid off on the morning of the race. And like, not only was it easy to figure out what I was going to do each day and I could see my times getting faster with each passing week, but then it pays off on the actual day. And that's kind of one of the hardest parts about the last like a mm-hmm. few weeks a few months uh you know for for you with your with your training it, it stops and starts and like the the injury last year it's like you're you're putting in the work and then you're not getting that payoff that really hard that's really hard
1: i feel that I, I was actually thinking about this today like i went out and ran seven mi- i didn't have to run seven miles today for the lighthouse thing like that's right. 35 minutes a day right and i'm not training for anything like i ran seven miles today because i wanted to and i feel like running i mean my my mom is like a few episodes behind listening to the podcast so she is currently listening to like us at the beginning of quarantine where all our races are getting canceled Uh and she's like it's it's a little dark guys
0: you guys were in a bad place it was it was a really dark time
1: uh and so i mean i've i've wrestled with this so much because i love like the race day atmosphere and like Competing and getting the medal and going to brunch and like, even if it goes poorly, like you celebrate crossing the finish line because finish lines are great and start lines are great. So I have struggled a lot with losing that, but I do feel like running for running's sake has been like very freeing. And I'm like, if I want to run three miles today, I will. If I want to run eight miles today, I will. Like it's been... It's been really nice. I mean, I I still, like, have my spreadsheet with, like, my plan for the week. But it's been nice to, like, recognize, like, I am doing this because I want to, not because I feel like I have to.
0: Sure. Totally. I I think that's one of the biggest things I've struggled with this year so far is, like, especially in, like, in 2019 and in 2018 to a certain extent. Like, in 2018, it was, like, okay, I'm training for a half marathon. And then uh, I am um that was it was rocket we ran the rock and roll
1: i thought you did the marathon
0: i did that in 2019
1: oh 2018
0: Yeah, no, 2018 was, gotcha i don't feel so long ago right
1: wow uh
0: so like i ran by trained for a half marathon and then we got engaged in that uh in that june and so i got done with the half marathon i was like okay it's time to like start like losing weight in order to look good for engagement and all this kind of stuff you look great thank you and then after that, uh, that summer went through, and the, that was a lot of just like, start, got to gotta start putting in the, in the in like good practices to start losing weight for the wedding, uh, and then I started training for a marathon uh, at the end of at the end of that end of 2018. So and then 2019, it was like train for a marathon, have a couple months off, train for you know yeah. to rest, and then train for another marathon, and then rest. And so like, my brain has been very much like always like either i'm training or like you're taking some time off to build up your health again before you start training again and to not have like okay so you're not going to train for anything anymore and you're like figuring out how to take all these lessons about like okay i put in the hard work and then it pays off with success and uh, that builds the mental toughness and like here are the metrics that like Help me get there and you love to see the things tick off along the way and not having an end point in mind and like just running for the joy of it uh, I think that's what I've like learned I think a lot in the last three months is just I have to figure out how to put all these things that I loved about training and which I thought was just running Sal the cat is attempting. Yeah, there we go. He's he's got a paper bag on the ground that he was trying to get in. I thought one
1: take, but he, if you hear the oh, rustling. no, we're, wrestling- we're
0: we're still doing this. Is this is staying in? He's a he's a guest star on the podcast. That that rustling you heard was Sal trying to get back into a paper bag, he's but he bag. he failed for about three feet, and he's he's back in now. He's fine. He is. What a what a guy.
1: What a cat. <laughs> I know,
0: uh, but taking all those lessons and then translating that into uh, not training. And still having metrics, still having like, th- putting yourself in a position where you have to build your mental toughness, like you know, when you're in the last mile of a 13 mile run and you and your head is swimming and you're you just got to get done. Uh, I think I'm doing that. I think I'm getting to that point. But I do, you know, it's it's always better to have a, a yeah. big carrot of a race at the end of it.
1: I mean, I super miss races, but I am really enjoying this Michigan thing I'm doing, and I feel like much like your, help, yeah, much like sure. your Tennessee thing, like. I I am making progress, right? Like I can see that I go from like lighthouse to lighthouse around and like I like that it's you know it's there's not like one race day, but it's like I feel motivated to go out because like I can see forward progress. Right. Yeah. Uh which has made it has made it fun, I think.
0: Yeah, definitely. I think that's really helped uh in that motivating factor. Mm-hmm. Like I don't I don't necessarily like I'm not I'm I guess I'm thinking about it every day when I like log my mileage or whatever. But um, it's like a, it's in the it's more in the back of my head of like okay this is why you need to go out and run this week or whatever. But it is not like like I'm if it wasn't fun I wouldn't I wouldn't do it. But I'm right. still still like I'm trying to find ways to meet that goal while also still having fun running because sometimes in the summer it is not that fun to run. Yeah. But uh yeah like it's I think we can both safely say that running is uh has taught us a lot and has become such a really a really necessary part of our life. I don't know I don't know how we would have got through this mess without Seriously? without like running and um and like the kind of the escape and like literally. Quite literally we get outside. <laughs> we get outside, yeah. Like the and like the, the escape it provides and the like distraction and you know, intention that it it, it forces you to set. Um,
1: right. I just do so much good thinking on yeah. my runs.
0: Yeah. Or in my case, like I, I love I listen to podcasts mm-hmm. when I run, so I get to uh really listen to a lot of great stories and like you know, all that kind of stuff, which is just awesome. Like it's it's been honestly one of the tougher parts of this for me is that I've had to like cut down on the on the number of podcasts listened to because the Commute time is gone and all that kind of stuff. So, What's
1: your favorite podcast to listen to while you run?
0: Oh, that's a great question. Uh, my favorite podcast to listen to when I run is Running on Tap. Yeah,
1: he definitely wasn't going to say that, but I caught his eye and he realized that I was... Running
0: on Tap with Kyle and Jacqueline. It
1: better be. Uh,
0: yeah, no, it's a great podcast. The people who talk <laughs> on it are really smart and so good smart. looking.
1: Uh, really, do you, do you listen? Like, is there any podcast you would recommend to people to listen uh, to? So if
0: you're... I mean, my interests are very specific on these right like i f- I love professional wrestling, so one of the podcasts I always listen to is what culture wrestlings podcast uh so if you love professional wrestling and running in beer and you 're really really crossing are, into our you are area. Kyle. you are yeah you are me uh, i also listen to i listen to my favorite murder uh I love true crime they are um entertaining people who uh, who tell really interesting stories and like are very upfront about their faults they're not always accurate uh, but like they are interesting and I love hardcore history I, I love uh, I love history stuff Dan Carlin is uh, a really really smart guy not just in all the research he puts in and that kind of stuff but he also does a, he's a very he's very thoughtful uh, and he is very much this like what I love is like the theater, the mind type of storytelling. So he really like I'm listening to a he's he's telling us he's telling the story of the of um, the World War World War II's Pacific theater right now, and maybe that's why the second half of my run went so like felt so quick today because I was just really focused on the build up to the Battle of Guadalcanal as opposed to <laughs> uh, as opposed to focusing on how why my legs hurt. So honestly find podcast recommendations is just find what find what you like and then like you kind of lose yourself listening to people talk about it how about you you listen to podcasts every now and then
1: i do i i feel like much like books i like there are no podcasts that i sort of like listen to regularly much like i don't like read a ton but like like i got a new book this week and like finished it in like a few days like
0: I think it was like two days yeah <laughs> it's ridiculous uh,
1: like with podcasts I'll like find one and like if I like latch onto it I just like I, I feel like I listen to ones that are like finite series like we've yeah. we've listened to Dirty John which yep. is like uh, and the one what's it it could happen here about it like here the about fall <laughs> of America <laughs> about
0: how the, so then the next civil war could start yeah. but
1: it's like I get into them and I like listen to them all yep. and then they're over um, I too Kyle has got me into professional wrestling, so AEW has a podcast with a lot podcast. of their wrestlers that I listen to. I'm too behind um,
0: right now,
1: but I also I listen to a lot of music while I run, um, and I found this like Spotify playlist that's like just get going 155 beats per minute. Mm. So all the songs have like the same cadence huh. and the way. They don't like wait for one song to end. They like kind of mix them together, almost like a DJ. So it's just like continuous music to like a very steady beat. So it's super. I find when I run with that that my paces are very even because it's really easy to just sort of get into this like mindless groove, which is really good on the long run. That's what you want to get into. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. How's your beer?
1: It's excellent. Everyone should run a half marathon, and everyone should drink this beer.
0: Yes, exactly. We're,
1: Jacqueline's words of wisdom.
0: <laughs> run a half marathon, drink from Blue Jacket. Uh, I really enjoyed mine. It is.
1: Uh, you have some very pretty lacing on your glass. Yeah,
0: like it's it's got.
1: It looks like a zebra.
0: No, just got the stripes That's right down the actually. side. Like That's it, it's it's got like it's 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 hazy. and it's, and, and like it just looks pretty. Yeah. Like, it, like the you can see like each it's like a layer cake on the side seriously that's wild uh but this is a really good beer it's a little i'm trying to it's like this this beer tastes like uh an hour and a half into bottomless mimosas like you know how like if you're you have a lot of orange juice you feel like it's just really acidy on your tongue after a while but you're you're like enjoying it but you're like that's 100 percent, how this beer tastes and
1: you thought cat litter was a weird way to describe it that is super strange <laughs> i mean i dig yeah, it
0: but like you get it though i do yeah uh it's i i think it's i think it's really good i i would i would not say it's my favorite double ipa that i've had from blue jacket but i think i would definitely get it again for sure yeah where can the people find us?
1: Uh, we are on Spotify. We are on Apple Podcasts. And we are on Instagram at...
0: Running on Tap. At Running on Tap. Don't forget that we're hosted by Anchor Podcast. We are
1: hosted by Anchor.
0: And you're, we're available probably in other places that have podcasts, but like we're, people we're, only use Spotify. Yeah, we're Apple
1: available podcasts. wherever you get your podcasts. We think. Probably. And are available. We're, we're posting on Instagram.
0: For sure. Uh,
1: Someone comment Bow Wow.
0: Anyone. Seriously, Anyone guys? comment Bow Wow.
1: I know we ramble, but comment Bow Wow.
0: Comment Bow Wow. We will send you some of Sal's fur.
1: That is so weird.
0: He leaves enough of it around. We're not
1: mailing cat fur. No one's going to comment now. Who wants an envelope of cat fur?
0: Well, if you comment, that's what you're going to get.
1: You know what? If you don't comment, that's what you're going to get.
0: Yeah, that's it. We'll send cat fur to everyone else in the world except for you. Thanks for listening.
1: Thanks for listening. Uh, that's
0: all that's all we got. Bow wow. Bow wow.